1: Welcome into to another episode of Dan Dan Tony Sports. My name is Dan Snyder, joined tonight by my usual uh, suspects for the past however many weeks. Dan O'Shea, Dan Beebe, the Three Dan Band. Guys, how you feeling?
2: Pretty good. Oh, recovering from vacation, you know, as one does.
1: Yep, and the... Suck. Yep, recovering from vacation and the unfortunate fact of you've got to go back to work... Uh, so, I understand that. I have vacation coming up, uh, in a little bit, too. So, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be feeling that, uh, that sentiment as well. But, do you know who's not on vacation? The NFL. NFL has returned from their six and a half month vacation. So, Indeed. so, uh, yeah, guys, uh, We haven't talked any college football, and that really pisses me off. But we have a lot of NFL to talk. So for those one listener who asks for college football, which there is no listener that asks for college football, we're sorry. We're talking NFL. Guys, this weekend, if you could sum up using one word or one phrase to describe this past weekend in the NFL, what word or phrase would you use? For me, it would be hot mess.
2: Yeah, that's about right.
1: There's so much to talk about in so little time. Um, My God, there were teams that looked great, teams that looked horrible, some questionable uh penalties and referee judgment calls that I think we have a lot to pack in starting right from the very beginning we'll start with the Thursday night game Tampa Bay Buccaneers Dallas Cowboys guys was this the game of the year already it had to be <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely like the game of the week
1: um well until Monday <laughs> uh,
2: Raiders Ravens was also really fun to watch um it was a great, great opener, uh, and then a lot of the other games on Sunday um, did not meet expectations. Um, and then Raiders Ravens was on Monday, so Thursday and Monday were great. Um, Sunday, not, not exactly amazing football around the
1: league. No. No, nope. There was, in fact, like, a lot of bad football. So let's uh, let's start with that Thursday night game Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a Cowboys fan I knew that the offense was going to be able to hang with the Buccaneers my fear was that that defense was just going to implode on itself and quite frankly they did a lot better than I thought they would the defense um four turnovers they caused four turnovers um And they looked, uh, like they had energy. They looked like they were playing with purpose. They looked like they knew what they were doing. Just watching, uh, DeMonte Casey and Micah Parsons, who are the two big new additions that played, it just looked like a completely different defense with the exception of Anthony Brown, who looked just absolutely horrible. Um... Pretty much every big play was given up by Anthony Brown. So if I had to blame one person for the Cowboys losing, it's him. If it's not him, it's Greg Zerlein, who just missed an extra point, uh, missed a field goal. I'm not going to fault him for missing a 60-yard field goal to give Tom Brady short field. Like that, I think that was one of the dumbest Decisions of the game to go for a sixty-yard field goal instead of punt. Um,
2: Yeah, you know he's recovering from back surgery. Um, He's not quite all there. Uh, um, Yeah, it's always frustrating to miss extra points. Uh, But yeah, I think I think you know Greg the leg will be fine again. Um, But. Anthony Brown is officially on notice from Dan Snyder. Hope he knows it and is
1: worried about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, he should be because my opinion clearly holds weight in the NFL community. <laughs> uh, there were concerns about Dak Prescott. I think those concerns are gone. <laughs> he was great. He was a goddamn monster. He moved around fine. Uh, His reaction speed was great. There was a bad snap by second-year center Taylor Biatish, and he just fucking reached down, grabbed it, and then threw it. I think that was a touchdown pass to Amari on that fumbled snap. If not, um, he still looked really good uh, with his reaction time, with his Uh, decision-making. He looked like, at first it looked like he was maybe hesitant to run, but then he saw opportunities and he took it and ran and looked like he ran smarter than when Logan Ryan broke his ankle but overall 403 yards three touchdowns one interception that really shouldn't have been an interception and we'll talk about Brady's interceptions in a minute um CeeDee Lamb should have held that ball and it shouldn't have been an interception uh Ezekiel Elliott had 11 carries for 33 yards he was mostly in on pass blocking.
2: Um, yeah, he was terrible for fantasy football, but yep. I understand from a football uh, standpoint.
1: But he was um, key. Uh, protection. He was key um, for Dallas's offense, though. He might not have got the yards or the touches that we were expecting, but he did. There were a couple of plays where it looked like he realized there was broken um, blocking. And one play in particular, it looked like he was getting ready to swing out to the flats, expecting a pass, and then saw Shaq Barrett was coming in and just smacked him before he could get to Dak. So he was vital to any success the Cowboys had in that game, just not on the ground. Uh, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, both with over 100 yards. Amari with two touchdowns, CD with one. Uh... The only fumble was the one where I was talking about with Dak Prescott, but he picked it up immediately. Um, Anthony Brown led the team in tackles. He also led the team in being terrible. So, <laughs> there's that. Uh, let's go to the other side now. Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. His interceptions were even more ridiculous. Um, a screen pass the fucking hit off of Leonard Fournette's helmet, threw his hands off of his face mask, right into the waiting hands of Travon Diggs, who had a key pass block, or not pass block, uh, pass deflection on a play where Michael, Mike Evans, excuse me, I was thinking Michael Thomas, where Mike Evans probably would have been gone for a touchdown. So he stepped up, but yeah, the first interception Tom Brady threw was a screen pass that went right through the hands off the face mask of Leonard Fournette into Trevon Diggs' hands. Uh, the second was a I think it was end of the half hail mary that Jordan Lewis intercepted. Um, <clears throat> but Tom Brady, you know, stellar, stellar play as is par for the course for the past twenty one fucking years. <laughs> Yeah
2: just, just, yeah, just stop already, Tom, just stop.
1: Please, <laughs> please. Brad, just take a bite of it, please, for us. <laughs> um, Someone sneak some gluten in there. Right. Him, just him yep, <laughs> yep, give him some carbs. Uh, yeah, he's, he's obviously
2: incredible, Um, and shows no signs of stopping yet, but it's game one, so... Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Leonard Fournette. He, he looked
2: like his, his normal mechanical self. And, uh, Bucks looked, uh, looked pretty good. Um, Dallas, I, you know, also looked pretty good. It was a, it was a really good game on, uh, on both sides. Uh, I think, um, I think they
1: got away with, uh, offensive pass interference at the end there. Yep. Um,
2: that should have knocked them uh, back and the game probably should have well you know who knows what would have happened then because it was a two point game
1: it was a one Um, point game Dallas Dallas was up 29-28
2: oh yeah that's right that's right Um,
1: so yeah who
2: who knows if they would have you know been able to get that first down but yeah I think that would would have been huge Um, it was pretty obvious that he pushed off in, in real time um, and you know this is coming from a neutral observer. I I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Bucks as, as you know as my teams or anything. Um, but from watching in real time, it looked like he pushed off, and then in slow mo, it definitely looked like he pushed off. Um, but you know they're they're not gonna make a call against Brady and the. And of the fourth,
1: as is the NFL's tradition. The good news for Dallas, uh, well, let me just finish going over some of the quick stats. Uh, Fournette was the leading rusher, 9 carries, 32 yards. Antonio Brown, 6 catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, 9 catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski, 8 catches, 90 yards and 2 touchdowns. Um, they, they lost 2 fumbles, Godwin and uh, Ronald Jones both lost a fumble. Um, And then their leading tackler was uh, Levante David, Devin White coming in second. Um, So, oh, and then uh, Davis with that interception that ricocheted off of CeeDee Lamb's hands. So for me, the one thing that I want to take away for Dallas, and then one thing I want to take away for Tampa is... Dallas's defense is not going to play a team that has Evan, a wide receiving core like Evans, uh, Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski for the rest of the year. No receiving core that they play is going to be that good. They're also only going to play one offensive line that is as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that is a very positive thing to look at if you're a Cowboys fan. To see that this team really put forward this effort and if Malik Hooker was on the field, I don't think that the the one touchdown where Gronk blocked Demarcus Lawrence and then took off uh, and scored that touchdown on the uh, Anthony Brown blitz. If Malik Hooker is there, I don't think Gronk scores that touchdown. But it's always a would've, could've, you know, would've, could've, should've been. The thing I'm taking away, if I'm the Buccaneers, and I'm not saying they didn't have a great offensive game, but you didn't dominate the Dallas defense the way it looked like you did. Um, they played a much better game than I thought they would. They were a lot tougher than I thought they would be. So I, personally, if I'm the Buccaneers offense, I am going back... To Tampa, or they were in Tampa. When I get back to practice, first thing I'm doing is putting an emphasis on running the ball because they got out rushed by Dallas. They did. It's, Dallas had 60 yards on 18 carries, Tampa Bay only had 52 yards. So I need Leonard Fournette to get back to being playoff Lenny if this team's going to be successful. Because if they could have established a run game, they beat Dallas by 10, 17 points easy.
2: Yeah, well, Arians loves to, you know, bench players after they fumble once. So, um, I mean, you yeah, get your best run and Ronald Jones off the field the rest of the game after that fumble.
1: And then Fournette, um, <laughs> Fournette not getting the ball after that interception. Yep. Yeah. Fuck it, line up Ellie Marpet as a fullback and hand him the ball.
2: Right, I just I don't understand that strategy like fumbles are going to happen you benching a guy for the rest of the game isn't going to stop him from ever fumbling again and is taking away a key weapon for you life
1: right uh, yeah so that's my in-depth analysis of the game anything that I missed any key moments that you think I, I should have brought up that I didn't oh, you brought up the pass interference um, Tyron Smith cost the Cowboys a huge gain. I think it was like 32-yard catch that CeeDee Lamb had, That a holding penalty by Tyron Smith, because he's old and he's getting beat by by um, it, You know He's just not getting it done the way he used to. Uh, and then Connor Williams is terrible. Uh, I think what the Cowboys should do is, when Lyle Collins comes back, uh, move Connor Williams... To back up and just let Connor McGovern be the starting guard. Because he filled in for Zach Martin, who was on the COVID list, and he played extremely well for a second year player who literally had, you know, like one game's worth of experience. So I'm pretty pleased with Connor McGovern as well. Penn State guy, I might add. Uh, but Yeah, it was a good game for the Cowboys' offense, an okay game for the Cowboys' defense. Overall, solid game for Dallas. I think if either team comes away with a negative on this, the Buccaneers should have been able to do more to Dallas' defense. So if I have to look at which team I feel worse about, it's the Buccaneers.
2: I mean, a win is a win, but... Um, I guess I
1: get what you're saying. All yeah. Right. So then let's uh let's move on. The Eagles played against the Falcons. Man, um, absolutely smoked them. Up. Eagles won yeah, thirty-two let's... to six. Jalen Hurts, uh, an offensive explosion for him. Two hundred and sixty-four yards, three passing touchdowns. Matt Ryan held without a passing touchdown. The Falcons held without a touchdown. Cordarrelle Patterson. They awful. They, they looked awful across the board. They
2: looked like they were just a complete mess. The Falcons, or, or, sorry, the Eagles knew exactly what they were doing on every offensive play and just shut it down. Eagles' run defense was was great. Their passing defense was fine. Matt Ryan was messy. Um, Calvin Ridley couldn't get separation. Uh, Kyle Pitts looked okay for a rookie tight end, but, you know, he's not a replacement for Julio Jones. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Just a
1: mess. I'm not all that excited for my sixth overall pick if I see he's only getting four catches for 31 yards and he's supposed to be one of the three best pieces on my team, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think Matt Ryan might be done. Uh, that's
2: what it looked like this game. We'll see. You know, it's one game, but um, he looked really bad. And, you know, the Eagles' defense is, is good, but I don't think they're, like, you know, league-best defense. So that, the Falcons have real questions to answer.
1: That secondary is pretty scary uh, for the Eagles. Let me just pull up their depth chart real quick. Uh, they have Darius Slay. Um just a second. Eagles depth chart. All right. So their two corners are Steven Nelson and Darius Slay. Their strong safeties, Rodney McLeod, and their free safeties, Anthony Harris. So that is a good to very good secondary. Now, then you get to uh, the linebackers, Singleton, Wilson, Avery. Not great. Uh, the defensive end. Uh, The defensive ends are Graham, who's getting older, you know, um, and uh, Derek Barnett, not, you know, names that are going to push anything for me. Fletcher Cox is still really good. Uh, Javon Hargrave, like, not someone that really gets me going. They got Josh Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan, who are two very capable backups. So the defense as a whole, I'm not impressed with. That secondary is a problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you should be able to run on on the Eagles at least, and then you know running on them, they should have to commit to, to defending the run, and that's when you can open up your pass
1: game. They, the
2: Falcons could not move on them; they were three for fourteen on third down. Um,
1: that's yeah, not even. A, that's not even. Yards for the whole game. That's not even 130 an 130 issue
2: with the passing yards.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at yeah the the rushing. Cordero Patterson, the starting running back, who was a wide receiver, by the way, seven carries for 54 yards, and he was running it up the middle. They weren't doing, like, jet sweep crazy shit with him. They just handed him the ball, and he went off center up the left side and was gashing him. He was killing them. The Problem is... Yeah, what happened to Mike Davis this
2: game? Isn't he supposed to be their starting running
1: back? Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, wasn't he going to be limited because of an injury? He ran the ball 15 carries for 49 yards. So, I mean, like, that's not terrible. That's 3.3 yards per carry. But you had Cordero Patterson, you know, getting 7.7. 7. How, how is that not going to open up your passing game? How is Calvin Ridley not going to be able to get the ball? Hayden Hurst got it four times for 28 yards. Russell Gage didn't even catch the ball once. He was only targeted twice. Like, like this team is i feel like they're just shooting themselves in the foot and of course let me let me look at the the game cast real quick to see the scoring breakdown yeah so at the end of the third quarter they were already down 22 to 6 so they had to you know they had to really put you know their foot on the gas a little bit which then lends itself to taking away the run and you have to pass but it, that was just a terrible performance by Atlanta. I don't know if I should be impressed with Philly or more disappointed with Atlanta. But... A little of column A, a little
2: of column B. Um, I think Eagles, uh, you know, Hurts really showed that he, he deserves to be a starter in the NFL. He looks he looked really good. Um Devontae Smith looked excellent <laughs> for a rookie wideout. Uh, super happy I got him in Dynasty.
1: Uh-huh. Jalen Rieger's essentially a rookie. He played like seven snaps last year and was, had a season-ending injury. Essentially a rookie if you're looking at it that way. Um, looked solid. Yeah, who else had scores for them? Uh, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, obviously very good tight end. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, running back from Memphis, had a rushing touchdown. He
2: you look good. I think I think Miles Sanders days are numbered with, with Kenny G in there. The new Kenny G, <laughs> the younger, bitter Kenny G.
1: Yeah, I, I like I loved watching um Memphis, man. They're their whole running back squad for the past like five years. They've had I think going back six years actually, Daryl Henderson and Tony Pollard. Fucking nuts. <laughs> And then Kenny Gainwell just fucking cramming it down people's throats, like Memphis is going to be like the new running back. You watch out, Georgia, watch out, Alabama. It's Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Falcons D
2: was also abysmal. Um, some of those runs were just straight up the middle on obvious running situations, and he just he was just he just you know busted right through. Him and Miles Sanders were just bust right through, and uh, they couldn't tackle. uh a child, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I'd be very worried if I was a Falcons fan and I'd be, you know, pretty cautiously optimistic if I was an Eagles fan that they looked solid. But Falcons also just looked awful, so.
1: Yeah, he, uh, it's one game
2: though. Yeah, it is one game. Yeah, they certainly could. I'd, I'd just be, you know, it, they're, they're supposed to be more of a win now team given Matty Ice's, uh, age and and whatnot, and they don't look it. <laughs> All
1: right, let's move on to yeah,
2: the running game, goes because I know a lot of people are high on Mike Davis. So,
1: yeah, a lot of people yeah, are high yeah. on Mike Davis a lot. Uh, let's move on because we got a lot of other games to talk about. Uh, next game: Steelers Bills. Steelers come away with a twenty-three to sixteen victory in Buffalo. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 188 passing yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen, 270 passing yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary, 11 carries, 72 yards. Najee Harris, 16 for 45. Juju Smith-Schuster, 4 catches, 52 yards. Stephon Diggs, 9 for 69. Um, Gabe Davis, I like him a lot. But you need more on offense than one touchdown to beat the Steelers' defense.
2: That Buffalo run game was inflated, too, as we can see by Singletary. That was more at the end of the game. And um, as a Bills fan, I'm actually a little bit concerned with that because, I mean, you know, I'm hoping that once we get Zach Moss back and he's healthy, it does help open up the passing game a little bit more. But it was scary to see, like, literally almost every passing play in that game was read on the spot by that Pittsburgh defense.
1: Yeah, and also, like, you guys, just going through the scores and everything, you guys got beat by a blocked punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. That's the difference in the game right there.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a strong defensive game for both teams, a, a bit of a tale of two halves. Pitt didn't put up any points in the first, and then put up 23 in the second. Um, Buffalo had 10 in the first, and then a late touchdown that, you know, Wasn't quite enough.
1: Um, Eight. eight, Sloppy play, though. Eighteen of the 39 points came on field goals.
2: Yeah. I mean, we also had, what, like five holding calls in the first quarter alone? Yeah.
1: That's
2: certainly not a sloppy play. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not too concerned. Yardage and whatnot looked looked okay, looked
2: looked better, um, but you can't lose (laughs) four fumbles. You, you just can't lose four fumbles and that and they did and or well actually no they looked no they fumbled four times i think they only lost like two though actually but um um special teams and turnovers were the difference in this game that black punt was um as as dan said uh absolutely um you could see that the you could see Buffalo literally deflate after that, and um, Pittsburgh just had all the momentum. Um, Roethlisberger looked okay; he was efficient. Um, Josh Allen looked pretty solid. Um, you know, obviously struggled against that defense a little bit, but it, he didn't look bad. Um, I you know it, 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 I don't know what happened to Stefan Diggs. <laughs> he kind of. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I'm guessing Pittsburgh just did everything they could to shut him down and, and said, let someone else beat us.
1: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. And even shutting him down, he still had nine catches, 70 yards. You know, that's not a horrible yeah. game. If you, Average, I mean, neither
2: either quarterback did phenomenal, but it was just, you know, just seemed like it was one of those games like neither defense really seemed to leave the field. So
1: If I'm a Bills fan... I don't feel too bad about this game. On the other hand, if I'm a Steelers fan, I feel great about this game. Because we all know the Bills are a good team. Strong defense, good offense. Josh Allen's an MVP caliber quarterback. Stephon Diggs is top four wide receiver in the NFL. The run game's a little weak in, in Buffalo, but um It's a good team. Very good team. If I'm the Bills. It was sloppy. Mistakes get made. We're going to fix them. We'll be fine. If I'm Pittsburgh, we took this team that was in the AFC Championship last year. We made them play sloppy. We caused turnovers. We played really well. Coming from a team that is starting to lose its identity because that offensive line isn't very good, Steelers have always had a great defense, but they've always had a good offense to help, you know, give that defense a lot more to work with. They don't have that this year. So the Steelers being able to do what they did, force the turnovers, get the touchdowns on special teams, I feel really good about where the Steelers are if I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I definitely think they're going to give the North the last struggle this year. As far as, you know...
1: For the crown, so. They definitely are. Um Wow, we are three games in. We still have thirteen games to go. Ooh, let's try and breeze through know. these real quick. Uh these next yeah, time to to the bad games,
2: and then we can talk
1: about the good games. <laughs> yeah. Uh Bengals Vikings. What the fuck happened in the Bengals Vikings game? That
2: was actually a fun game to watch, but it was so stupid in overtime. Dumbest
1: decisions I've ever seen. I don't think that was a fumble, by the way. Delvin Cook, he he was down.
2: I think he was down as well. Um, and I don't know how you're gonna call a fumble there when he's when he's just completely surrounded by people. Like, how, how can you even see anything? Um,
1: Is Joe Burrow the new Tom Brady? You can't see the
2: ball game popping out until he's until the play. Was obviously over, so I don't
1: know. Yeah, the um, yeah, he was. I think he was down. Um, I think both teams looked bad. Uh, Joe Joe Burrow with two hundred and sixty yards. Kirk Cousins with three hundred and fifty. Delvin Cook with a huge fumble, maybe fumble. Jamar Chase didn't drop a single ball. I think he was targeted seven times, caught all seven. All right, and yeah, Chase, talk about a talk about a change from preseason to, to actual
2: season. Looked fantastic versus preseason. Everyone's was like, "Oh my god, he's dropping everything," and then he's like, "Okay, now we're now we're playing real football. Let me
1: just uh, get this stick him on and, uh, yeah. and look
2: great." Uh, yeah, him and him and T Higgins looked like a nice duo. Um, as we said, probably should have gone with a line, but you know they got the game. They they, they won. Um, Looked uh, looked solid. Um, Vikings were kind of back and forth. Um,
1: yeah, it wasn't.
2: They, they look about the same. It
1: wasn't as last year. It wasn't good football, but it was entertaining to watch. Speaking of entertaining, guys, we have a uh, we have a returning guest, Tony. What is up? How are you, gentlemen? Oh, we're How doing are good. We're uh, going to talk about two more games real quick, then we're going to go to break, all right? Uh-huh. All right. So, Bengals, Vikings, craziness. Uh, 49ers, Lions. They almost let the Lions come back. Jared Goff. Uh, I, you, you know, you, you, you hear Coach speak
2: of resting on your laurels and, like, not letting a team back in the game, and that's what they did. They were taking a dump on the Lions' chest, and then they, for some reason, decided to let the Lions, you know, get up again. Um, uh, you know, obviously they 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 held on, but like it it looked like the, like Detroit could come back. You know, it was a eight point game, and then um, what was the was it? God, did Goff throw a? No, he just threw a terrible, terrible pass. I think for the last. Uh, last play of the game you like threw it like like out of bounds or something on fourth down.
1: Yeah, I will say though um, I am thankful that my one of my favorite receivers in the NFL is Debo Samuel because I drafted him in our fantasy league and he went off for 42 points for me. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm pretty damn pumped. Uh, Yeah. Truth is on
2: on him and TJ Hawkinson are definitely happy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 314 yards and a touchdown. Jared Goff, 338 yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Elijah. Looked looked really solid, but I mean,
2: I don't don't know how much of a test Detroit's defense is.
1: Yeah, Elijah Mitchell. you You also have to take into account the fact that
0: Jimmy G is week in and week out thinking, I have to perform. If not
1: for my starting job for my next location right. right right uh elijah mitchell uh a relatively unknown running back from louisiana 104 uh yards a touchdown from all williams nine carries 54 yards for a touchdown debo samuel nine catches 189 yards and a touchdown tj hawkinson eight catches 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean if you like offense then this is the game for you. If you like defense then you want to ask the ask yourself where the fuck are my you know 49ers cuz they're supposed yep. to be a strong defensive team and they just looked lost on defense especially at the end there. Yeah,
2: I mean thankfully they- fantasy league and they still got me some points even though they gave up a ton at the end. Um oh also Trey Lance with his first uh, NFL touchdown coming in for uh, a quick play. That was fun.
1: One of one uh, for a touchdown. Yep. You know, so talk about efficiency. Mac Mac Jones threw a touchdown, Zach Wilson threw a touchdown, Trey Lance threw a touchdown, Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown and Justin Fields ran for a touchdown. All five rookie quarterbacks scored a touchdown. Week one. In their first NFL game. In Week their one.
2: first yeah, NFL game. Has that ever happened?
1: I don't Where know.
2: Five rookie
0: quarterbacks have scored a touchdown in their first game? Probably not. <laughs> Probably how many times have five quarterbacks gone in the first round?
1: <laughs> yeah, not not too often. Um but yep, Forty ers Lions was another entertaining game for the last like two minutes. Uh, let's move on to another blowout, and then we're going to take our quick break. Cardinals and Titans. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, Jones with five sacks. Jesus, that's that's just fucking crazy. Uh, Murray, Kyler Murray with five touchdowns. Um, let's just go through the stats real quick. Kyler Murray, uh, 289 passing yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Ryan Tannehill, 212 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, neither running back looked like what we thought they'd be chase edmonds uh, only 63 yards derrick henry only 58 yards Uh, hopkins two receiving touchdowns six catches 83 yards leading receiver for the titans was chester rogers um, who had uh, four catches for 62 yards not a good game if you're a titans fan great game if you're a cardinals fan because all you've been hearing about the cardinals is well they're an okay team but they're not good enough to make the playoffs you know that offensive line isn't going to do kyler any favors well i mean that really was just proven wrong because he lit it up so i feel pretty good their uh, their defense looked mighty impressive you know they had a uh, a
2: whole lot of changes on on defense this offseason season, um, and so far it looks like it's working wonders. Um, Titans are a good team, you know, arguably one of the better uh, teams in the NFL, and they <laughs> looked like they had no nowhere to go. You know, uh, obviously game script worked against Derrick Henry. Um, he's not exactly a pass catcher, so once you're down by 20 points or more you know they gotta start making adjustments so so, you know that's not that's not the way they like to play and it showed and yeah Cardinals just looked fantastic Um, Hopkins was playing really well Uh, Christian Kirk was playing really well Um, obviously Tyler just absolutely killed it Um, looked like he you know was was reading a, a Children's book when reading the uh, the Tennessee defense there. Um, yeah, I do think that I do think Tennessee's better than this. I think they'll I think they'll um, bounce back. But Cardinals are coming out and, and trying to make a statement. So we'll see if that's a uh, that's a fluke or if they are the real deal. Now,
1: yeah, you're absolutely right, and we're you yeah, definitely do not sleep on them. We have to go to break, uh, and when we get back, we're going to start right off with the Seahawks Colts. You're listening to Dan Dan Tony Sports. We'll be back in just about one minute. are back second half or second part of our episode this is Dan Tony sports we left off last talking about Cardinals Titans and that route not a very entertaining game um unless you really like watching the Oakland A's first round draft pick from three years ago you know go off at quarterback um but uh let's move on now a closer game Seahawks Colts Russell Wilson, 254 yards, 4 touchdowns. Carson Wentz didn't look like the absolute piece of trash he is. Uh, 251 yards, 2 touchdowns. Uh, Chris Carson, 16 carries, 91 yards. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 17 carries, 55 yards. I just want to do a quick little aside. What are the Colts doing at running back? Because I feel like everyone agreed that Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack are the two running backs that the Colts are going to keep, and then Naeem Hines is going to be traded or released. Like, that's like almost consensus among everybody. But they just extended Naeem Hines. They made him a top 10 pin
0: running back in the league. What a joke. Well, sorry. So, So, my thought process here is, it it seems to me that... uh, the contract is astronomical. It doesn't make any sense given where he is, and I, I, I agree with that entirely. However, my thought process is the fact that they're trying to... One, Indianapolis is not entirely sold on having Mack or Hines behind Taylor to make it a change of pace back. I think there's no argument in Indianapolis' mind that Jonathan Taylor is the go-to guy nine times out of ten. They want somebody to switch it up. I don't know that they're sold between either one of the ones behind that. They wanted to hold on to Heinz, and they feel like they could, two was that they could hedge their bet because if they get the Heinz the touches <laughs> and Mac his touches, if one emerges, they can trade Heinz's contract off to somebody who will give them something as long as he does well. It's a risky bet. But that's the only logical reason for doing so.
2: Right. I don't think you can after doing him that much that much money, especially with a pretty pretty large amount of it guaranteed. Um, you literally I think could have paid him half of that and he would have accepted it. Like I don't think there's any any team in the league that's looking at Naheem Hines like, man. I wish I had Naheem Hines. He's so much better than everyone else in the in the lead um, that I want to pay. Baltimore right money.
0: now is fucking <laughs> two practices away from having to need him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a that's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, um, he's good. Definitely quality. You know, backup. I don't know that I want to rock with him as my starter, but like I I thought you know, Jonathan Taylor before he was drafted, I thought, if I'm the Colts, I feel pretty good going into the season with Marlon Mack as my starter and Naeem Hines as my backup. Like I felt good about that. And then you add in Jonathan Taylor and I'm like, yeah, they got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Naeem Hines. Wait a minute, who carries three running backs? Like Yeah, no,
0: that doesn't it doesn't add up and I don't see them carrying three for the entire year. But I mean who knows what happens? We've already seen key injuries go down. I think that it may be a situation where Indianapolis is thinking, well, oh, maybe if Matt performs, we can trade him. We're still on the lot for the money right now with Hines, but he solidifies himself as a two. We can get something for Matt. Like The only way that you do that is by thinking that you're going to trade that. One of those two. At some point during the season, and get something out of it.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's got to be their thought process. Because I don't know.
0: But it's a gamble. You're you're literally
2: rolling
1: the dice. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Anyways, uh, let's continue on with the uh, the stats. Uh, receiving, uh, their leading receiver was Tyler Lockett, who only had four catches. But those four catches yeah. were for 100 yards and two touchdowns, so... <laughs> yeah, one of those catches, I think, was like a 70-yard
2: touchdown. 69 was his yeah, mom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> yep. looked
2: good. Uh, Colts, Colts' defense should definitely be worrying after this game. Mm-hmm, absolutely. could have invested yes. some of that money in defense, just saying.
1: And their offense... He's, he's literally the... De- Lockett is it literally just put up a performance of
2: T. Sean Johnson's book... Just
0: give me the damn ball. <laughs> like he didn't need it that many times. Like just
1: give me the ball. You know what? Under five, give me it four. I got this. If I'm the Colts offensively, I'm not feeling so hot. Having Jonathan Taylor be my leading rusher with 56 yards, and also my leading receiver with 60. His leading receivers for Carson Wentz combined for 12 catches for 108 yards. But yeah, yeah, but they yeah were I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you. Were, I'm going to have you pump the brakes on this, though. They were both running backs. Immediately. They were, Naeem Hines I was number two. But I'm going to have you pump the
0: brakes on this
2: immediately. R-
0: realize that Wentz has had, what, a full week of practice
2: with this team? Right. Yeah, their old, their old line was also extremely like We were so talking Wentz about constantly that. under pressure. Like, I
0: wasn't in the podcast for weeks, obviously. Sorry, anyone who's listening.
1: Um <laughs> I any mean, nun <none> who's listening. <laughs> yeah,
0: But My issue here is there there had to have been a time at this podcast that I wasn't here and there had to have been talk well, I guess not because of what we were breaking out, but there had to have been talk with Wentz not playing until week 4 possibly. And he's starting week 1. Okay, he has no rapport with any of these wide receivers. That requires timing. Your check down is to your tight end, and if it's not to your tight end, it's to your running backs. And Indianapolis tried to come up with a game plan that worked, knowing that they have to rely on their running game, and they were hoping their defense wouldn't break to arguably one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the country. That's a hard task.
2: Right. I mean, their defense was really good last year, and they were hoping that after what they did in the offseason, I think
0: they're still really good. I just think Seattle is better. When you have someone like Russell Wilson at the helm, they, that's a, it's hard to go up against them with your best.
2: I mean, we'll say it's a revamped offense for Seattle. It looked It looked good. Defensively is where I was impressed by Seattle because defensively is where they've struggled, and they were all over... Uh, Indy's offensive line, and what you said about Wentz is also true for Quentin Nelson. He had the same injury. He was out for, um, you know, the same amount of time, not able to practice, so the the
1: O-line... And then they were both uh, part of the COVID protocol, like, too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and the O-line looked like it was really shaky. Uh, I expect the O-line to improve for Indy, so I don't... You know, I think this was um, a bit fluky for them. I think they'll be better, but... Look, you know, obviously they they need to be better, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I understand Wentz checking checking down a lot because within one second he had like a Seattle defender in his face almost every play. It was it was wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I am a huge Wentz hater, but you are right, and that's the offensive line isn't good. the The Colts have this issue where they lock in on a player they like, throw so much money at them that they neglect the rest of the team. So, like, Andrew they did it with Peyton. They did it with Andrew Luck. They did it with Quentin Nelson, T.Y. Hilton. Like, they they focus in on a couple of players, Naeem Hines. At least, some of those players, at least some of those players make sense. I understand
2: throwing a, a bucket of money at a, at a guy like Andrew Luck. It, it, it. You know, I, I think after you do that, it makes a lot of sense
1: to protect him. But you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Well, I do what I, I don't want. Understand. I just don't understand
2: the naive hindsight. I just still don't. But anyway, let's 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 move
1: on. Yeah. Uh, next game: Chargers, uh, Washington football team. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, brought in to be the savior of a, you know as some believe the, you know, the savior of a team that's going to go 13-4 and four and win the NFC East, that's uh, that's me taking a, a shot at, at John, formerly of the Run the Point podcast. Um, but, uh, uh, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down pretty early. Um, Taylor Heineke has to come in and goes 11 for 15, 122 yards and a touchdown. Did not look horrible. Uh, uh, he looks very good, very efficient uh,
2: um, Obviously losing Fitzy is going to disrupt your, your your game plan um, And now he's going to be on,
1: I think, IR Was it, was it short-term IR or was it longer term? I think it's six to eight weeks <laughs> Yeah, six game very minimum is when they can get him back So that makes me seem like it's I mean, it's going to suck for their season But it's not a terrible injury Here's what I do if I'm the
2: one
1: sorry, Sorry, you go.
2: Um, I was just gonna say it could be a a small blessing in disguise in that they could see if Heineke's the the future for real. Um, you know, this game he looked he looked real solid. He looked pretty solid last season when he had his opportunities, so um, you know, maybe you know if you need the quarterback in the next uh, in the next draft and maybe he can be good enough to um you know, keep you in this until Fitz is back, and, and you know maybe they have a, a late run second half, second half of the season.
1: I I would like, yeah, I would like to see Taylor Heineke do well. But if I'm the Washington Football Team, I'm calling three people. One, I'm calling Cam Newton, saying, "Hey, come in for a workout. We're interested in you." If they're not interested in that, I'm calling the owners of the Houston Texans, and I'm saying, "What do you want for Deshaun?" And if they don't want to go that route, I'm calling the Pagulas, and I'm saying, what do you want from Mitch Trubisky? And be reasonable.
0: Yeah, I keep forgetting Mitch is involved Buffalo. <laughs> I keep forgetting
2: um, he's there. Uh, Cam, you know, losing his job to Matt Jones makes me wonder, you know, why that happened. He definitely looked pretty bad last year. And you're also asking a guy to come in and learn the entire playbook um, when the season's already started, if, yeah. if Heineke looks like he, continues to look like he did in that in that,
0: I mean they're obviously going to ride Heineke
2: this week, so we're going to see he's going to get the start.
0: He's under helm. He's got a team that's preparing for him. We're going to see the true test this time.
1: Yeah. So um, the whole thing with Cam, he made a statement in the press, and Bill Belichick didn't necessarily confirm it. But when he was asked about it, didn't say that what Cam said wasn't true. Cam said that the reason is they want to move forward with the guy they drafted in the first round and keeping Cam on the team was an option, but they decided that him being on the team would be too much of a distraction and would deter fans from accepting and embracing Mac Jones the first time he has a bad game, which makes sense. Like that's... Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not against the reasoning.
0: I am against Cam Newton being a serviceable quarterback. I, again, I, I'm becoming, as strange as it sounds, with Brady winning the championship, I'm coming, becoming a believer of the fact that give Bill Belichick whatever he wants, he's going to make it work.
1: Yep, yeah. And obviously, and, and as
0: much as I hate him, but it is, it's is—it's just becoming reality, and that scares me with Mac Jones being there because the last thing I want is to see this team have any more success. You've had enough. Shut
1: up. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but honestly, I, I think if I am the Washington football team, depending on how much I can give up, if I see we're relying on a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick and his backup Taylor Heineke – If I have the pieces and I think that we are a star quarterback away from really being something, I'm offering, you know, a couple first-round picks and a couple second-round picks for Deshaun because Deshaun's a really good quarterback. Um, I I think he could be a player that takes the Washington football team to to the next level, gets them from being a 7-win team to a 10-11-12-win team. But, I mean, yeah, they've got some good
0: pieces, but there's a huge risk there, and that's your butt, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. you don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be playing or in prison. We don't know.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. the whole thing with him is that um, Texans want six pieces, either draft picks oh, yeah, and, like, high draft picks or marquee players, and they're not willing to take conditional – uh, things on that If Watson goes to, to prison Which he'd...
0: which is a full stance by, by their moves I, You know what I bet you they they soften If Tyrod Taylor does well Which I think he would Or will I, I I don't think he's a bad quarterback I
1: just think he's been in bad systems yeah. I mean, We'd want that look fine <laughs> Yeah yeah, you, well, yeah, but they're
0: playing Jacksonville. That's not a real test. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It's that's a, a completely imploded a team that Urban Meyer is literally
1: trying to build out of college players. Good. Correct. That is correct. Remember, just and like there are players that he's had because for some reason
0: he has Clyde. I think. Yeah. The running back. Yeah, his boy. He loves. He loves the. Uh, yeah, I know he does, but like that's
1: fucking hide, stupid. Hide, when no, are you going to use him? <laughs> it's just uh be urban, but that's a stupid move yep yep uh anyways let's continue on with the chargers washington football team game uh, like we said heineke 11 15 for 122 yards and a touchdown came in looked pretty decent uh antonio gibson 20 carries 90 yards had a, a good game himself terry mclaurin four catches 62 yards on the other side we had the los angeles chargers justin herbert Three hundred thirty-seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. How do you throw for three hundred thirty yards and only have one touchdown? Like, yeah, that's that's so so strange. Austin Eckler, fifteen carries, fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, nine receptions for a hundred yards. And the Chargers came away with the twenty to sixteen win. And I think we all know that the Washington Football Team defense is. Scary. Their entire defense is very good, especially that front seven. I, under no circumstance, if I'm a football player, do I want to, especially if I'm a running back or a quarterback, look at the person across from me. And be like, oh, shit, that's Chase Young. Let me look to the right. Oh, shit, that's Deron Payne. Let me look to the right. Oh, shit, that's Montez Sweat. Let me look to the right. Oh, shit, that's Matt Ioannidis. And, the, like, I, I at that point, I just walk off the field and say, fuck it, you know? <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't want to run into any of them.
2: Yeah, dude, it's solid. Yeah, Chargers, Chargers for all that, though, they looked, they looked all right. I mean, obviously, with 50 going down, your, your job's a little bit easier. Um the Heineke didn't make it too much too too easy on them. Uh Eckler looked solid, looked uh looked like that hamstring isn't really much of an issue after all, so that's good good news, especially for my poor fantasy football teams that are riddled with injuries already. Uh Herbert was uh decent. Um, you know, uh three hundred thirty yards, touchdown interception um against that defense is pretty pretty good. Um So it was a it was a it was a solid game. Obviously, lower scoring than some of the other ones, but it it turned out better than I thought after the uh, the fifth injury. As far as being a good game, Um, not surprised the Chargers won after that. But yeah,
1: before I forget, I'm sorry, I mean, cut you off. No, you're done. I was done. All right, before I forget, this is where I have my first uh, player that impressed me, player, unit, team, whatever that impressed me. Rashawn Slater, all right, 47 uh, pass-blocking attempts did not give up any pressure to Chase Young, not once. Fucking rookie in his first game, and he's got Chase Young across from him. Chase Young does not get near the quarterback.
2: Yeah, how many of those were doubled, though? Uh, both. <laughs> I block somebody.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, there were many people getting blocked because, like I said, the guy next to him's got to worry about Duran Payne. He block them all.
0: That's the problem. Like, there's not. Like, they're always blocking somebody. Like, that's pretty solid performance by him. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, he, that's my that's my first. You know, I tip like of the that you cap. I found a lineman that had
0: an impressive stat out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yep. Because uh, I was like, man, Michael Parsons looked good, but I really wish that we had drafted a lineman. Let me look and see how the lineman did. And, you know, Panay Soul didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have the same game that Rashawn Slater had. And I was like, fuck. It was such a good game. Oh, my God. So I, I love. When you see someone step in and do something crazy in their first game. And to me, stopping Chase Young from getting the quarterback is that crazy thing that he did. Overall, good game. Uh, Chargers come away, like I said, with a win 20-16. to Washington, we get to see them in action tomorrow against the Giants. Um, we'll see how that goes. Two, two, The two best defenses in the NFC East, though, the Giants and the uh, Washington football team. I almost did it. I almost did it. I caught myself. I almost called yeah, them the Redskins. Like <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. Dano O'Shea, you're next in the firing line. Jets Panthers. Now, Zach Wilson, he did look pretty decent. Uh, 258 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, going against, you know, their old, you know, their ex, their... Most recent, ex Sam Darnold. 279 passing yards, one touchdown. Uh, didn't look like he's completely fucked up by Adam Gase, so we'll see. Um, that run game, though, man. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, uh, the run game was sus. Uh, offensive line was super sus, and now we've
1: lost. Beckton for uh, eight weeks, right? for at least eight weeks. He's getting a second opinion. It might
2: require surgery that would take him out for the season. Uh, Similar injury to Raheem Mostert.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention Uh, that. Raheem Mostert out for the season. He opted for surgery.
2: Yeah, he... uh, Wilson was under pressure all day, obviously, um, after Beckton got carted off under um, more so. Um, And, yeah, the run game just... You know the the I can't really blame the running backs because they're getting met in the backfield. You know they they can't even get to the line of scrimmage. Um, we got to hope that the O line can be better than this. Uh, it was it was very poor showing. Um, Panthers defense is solid. Uh, Wilson looked um, you know like a scared rookie in the first half, uh, and um, the Jets as a as a unit were, were pretty terrible in the first half offensively. Um, defensively, they were okay. Um, obviously, giving up a huge touchdown to Robbie Anderson late in the second is not ideal. Um, but second half, they looked much better. Um, Zach Wilson looked like he got the jitters out, um, made some beautiful plays, um, some broken plays that he turned into Corey Davis' touchdowns. Um, um, defensively, you know, we firmed up a little bit. Um you guys had injuries on defense a lot, though. You guys lost somebody big. Yeah, I mean, not having Lawson, I think I, I honestly think we would have won this game if Lawson was in it. He was um, looking like an absolute monster. That would have, you know, made see made, made Darnold see ghosts again. Um, uh, it's you know, it's 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 rough. It's 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 not going to be an ideal se- season, especially after this Beckton injury, um, you know, it, it definitely hurts. Um, so, guys like CJ Mosley were terrible. Offensive line was terrible. Um, I think they had some of the poorest PFF reads I've ever seen. Um, Here's- part, that being said, I liked what I saw from, from Zach Wilson, Corey Davis connections. Zach Wilson looks like he might be the real deal. Um, uh Mims looked pretty solid but like barely was in the game plan for some reason he had one catch that was huge yeah that didn't make any like, sense Touch again um uh Panthers looked pretty solid good for Sammy he looked he looked good again as as you said doesn't look like he's been uh completely broken down by Gase um he looked uh he looked pretty comfortable in the pocket um and, you know, was delivering some, some absolute strikes. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey's a nightmare to deal with. Um, thank God we don't have to see him again. Um, but, yeah, uh, rough game. Hoping it'll get a little bit better, but um, very, uh, very worried about the offensive line. Well, he got sacked six times. He was the most pressured quarterback in the league this week. Um, really... Uh, really concerning. Um, you know, I love that Zach Wilson looked, you know, better in that second half and looks like he he could do it. But, but yeah, deep deep concerns with injuries and with oral line play and
1: you know everything else. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a lot to be impressed with that the Jets did. First of all, holding the Panthers to 19 points. You know, that's Quality given the team that the Jets are. No offense, but they drafted third overall for a reason. Um,
2: Yeah, and they're they're they have a ton of good offensive pieces. Got a lot of potential going forward. I thought Wilson was pretty good. Yeah, this wasn't Sam being bad and us being worse. This was Sam playing well. Their offensive, their whole offensive unit playing well, and us still. Able Dude, he them. is
0: one of the best weapons in the league in CMC. It's why he was in the first half entirely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: CMC had fucking
2: almost a hundred yards,
1: and almost a hundred receiving in too. In the first half,
2: yeah, and they got away with a you know uh, roughing the kicker that injured our injured <laughs> our uh, uh, roughing the punter that injured our punter for eight weeks as well, and um,
1: yeah. It uh, is what it is. Yep. Dude, dude, have you gotten to the Giants game yet? Nope. We got uh, we got quite a bit to go before the Giants game. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about Texans Jaguars. Man, did I not expect the Texans to just fucking light them up? <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, two hundred ninety-one yards, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence. 332 yards. That's pretty damn good for a rookie. Three touchdowns, also through three interceptions. Do we have the second coming of Jameis Winston in South Florida? Who knows? We might. We might. Actually, I think Jacksonville is Central Florida, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to say some shit because, like, I like talking shit. Um, Carlos Hyde, nine carries for 44 yards. Mark Ingram, 26 for 85 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks five catches, 132 yards. DJ Baby Chuck do do to do to do three catches, 86 yards, one touchdown. Um, gonna be honest, not a big fan of what I saw from Trevor Lawrence. I know it's his first, uh, his first uh, rodeo, but I-, I don't know. Just what I saw just reminded me of a lot of the issues that he had in college. I see in the NFL. When he played against, uh, was it two years ago? Not last year, the year before. They struggled against North Carolina. They struggled against Florida State. And he struggled throwing against Syracuse. And just watching him passing reminded me of the way he threw in those games. And I did not like what I saw.
0: Right. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened to him when he played Ohio State. Yeah.
1: Last year. Yeah. It's the same thing. You. Can't ask him to go up against elite talent and expect him to be more than just okay. They definitely need a run game to be prevalent for him. You can't go out and ask him to throw the ball fifty-one times every game because you refuse to put an offensive line in there, and then you refuse to run with James Robinson, who was like the breakout.
2: Spent a first-round pick on ETN, you know?
1: Exactly. Like, I don't get does Does Urban Meyer just not like James Robinson? If that's the case, just fucking trade him to Baltimore already.
2: Yeah, for real. Baltimore's going to be doing all right with that. Having your rookie quarterback throw 51 times is crazy to me in his first NFL game. Like, I don't know what your game plan was, um, but if it led to that, it's fucked. And you need, to, you need to wipe it clean and, and try something different. You, know, you need to give your
1: running backs some, some carries, especially your running back who was awesome on a really bad team last year, like James Robinson. Like, what are you doing? Uh, unless, like, your quarterback gets in, like, a real rhythm and the game is close. If, like, Lawrence was, like, 21 of 27, I could be like, all right, we're going to let it ride with him. But he was 28 of 51. He did not have an accurate game. He had some big plays, but like that's not momentum I want to ride. Is twenty-eight of fifty-one.
2: Terrible, terrible interceptions.
1: Right. Like you know, super obvious. Now it's his first game um, with all
2: these quarterbacks, good or bad. You can't read too much into it when it's when their first rookie game.
1: Right. Um, but that, as your that ending up as what you do as an offense, fifty-one throws for your rookie
2: quarterback in his first NFL game. No, no, that's that's piss poor uh, game management right there. And Urban Meyer needs to needs to fix that. Except he's going to be on the hot seat uh, as soon as you know this year or next year. So here's
1: what's going to happen: Week six or so, he's going to have heart issues, have to step down, and then <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then starting of next season, he's going to be the USC head coach. That's my prediction. Interesting. <laughs> not a terrible prediction. I can like see it. Uh, anyways, yeah. Texans just absolutely demolished the Jaguars. And the scoring, uh, let's see. 41-yard pass when they were down 34-7 to late in the third quarter. Uh, A touchdown with five seconds to go in the fourth quarter down 37-14. to So, like, the same shit that people said about Dak last year, these are obviously garbage time stats. Hopefully these issues he has, he fixes. Just like I want to see Jameis not throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. I want to see Trevor Lawrence not throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Um Again, first game, rookie year. I know, I know. But they need to give him some help. Because 49 rushing yards on the Houston Texans is not going to cut it. If you can't run on the Houston Texans, who are you going to run on? Like, what, are what they do they mean? The Texans are so
2: good. Such a challenging team.
1: Yeah, yep, you're right. You're right. My bad. Sorry about that. Yep, because I'm I'm super scared of Danny Amendola and Philip Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I would throw some respect on uh, Brandon Cooks' his name because he's still, he's still very good and, and Mark uh, Ingram?
1: Ingram was surprising uh, we'll
2: see, uh, he looked awful in Baltimore, so I wouldn't be surprised to see this just be more of a fluke, but uh, his last year in Baltimore, obviously his first couple years he was there, he was fantastic but,
1: and then Tyrod looked good uh, yeah yeah that's what happens when your team doctor doesn't puncture your lung, giving you an injection. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, we're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna take an, uh, our final break, and then we're gonna finish up. We're gonna move on to Chiefs Browns. We got about six minutes. Uh, this game, fucking whirlwind of emotions. Browns started the game uh, up twenty-two to uh, twenty-two to ten. Uh, at the end of the first half and then pat mahomes just pat mahomes is it um and the chiefs come away the 33 29 victory uh whew. these stats not a big fan my disappointment is going to be baker mayfield is my biggest disappointment for what i expected he had 321 yards did not throw a touchdown threw an interception mahomes 337 yards, three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not a good running back, but you know he got 43 yards on that bronze defense. Uh, Could have been a lot worse. Nick Chubb is just a fucking freak. 15 carries, 83 yards, two touchdowns. When you're leading receiver against, and the Chiefs don't have a very good secondary, it's okay, it's not great. But when Jarvis Landry and Donovan Peoples-Jones can't get you more than 76 yards through the air like you have to rely on David and Joku who got 76 yards on three catches you're not gonna win a lot of games if your receiving core doesn't step up and you have to rely on a tight end all the time like that um yeah bigger Mayfield I expected a lot more that interception didn't come in the first quarter didn't come in the second quarter didn't come in the third quarter came at the very end of the game. It was a game-sealing interception by the Chiefs. Um, So while he had the yards efficiency, he threw for 75%, 21 for 28. It was not a good game. I expected more from him being someone that I thought was an MVP caliber type of player last year uh, or on a progression to be an MVP type caliber player. It just looked like he completely forgot everything that he did last season, and he looked bad. You're talking about Baker? Baker, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. All right. Finish what you're going to say, but and I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to argue against you on this.
1: All right. I, I finished. I, I fin- and Well, obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes. Quarterback plate. Pat Mahomes is going to out-quarterback any quarterback in the NFL. But Baker Mayfield, please defend, because I like him a lot.
0: Okay. All right. I can't believe fucker. <laughs> okay. So, Baker Mayfield, you're telling me he didn't have an MVP caliber for performance. He was one mistake away from being able to lead what would arguably have to be considered an upset, considering that the team that they are playing has won the Super Bowl in the last two years and has not only done that, but been back to the Super Bowl and lost to the Tom Brady... And his stack defense and basically ultimate Madden team of people he gets to want to pick. So he goes out there and he throws 71%, makes the one interception, keeps them in the game, does not do anything to lose them the game, and actually performs while he's not being supported by what should be top-tier wide receivers. And you're telling me that you were disappointed in that. So 71%? Is that what you said? 75. 75. So he threw and completed 75% of his passes.
1: Yes. Yep. If
0: anybody finishes a season like that, that'd be great. Yeah, the defense is lacking in Kansas City, but for where Cleveland's been, they could never even remotely touch an AFC champion. Now they're playing with them and if it wasn't for the last second mistake when he didn't really get support when he needed it earlier
1: i don't really fault him for that i think he had a good performance against a good team all right that's and i just i also think that
0: kansas city is going to have to do this a lot this
1: year that is fair it in on the game now here is a question that i have not about baker mayfield's performance necessarily it is about baker mayfield and part of his performance though I'm looking at the stats, and I'm just fucking confused. How does Baker Mayfield have zero receptions but 11 receiving yards? What? Like, how does that happen? Did a wide receiver fumble and he picked it up and ran at 11 yards? I guess. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's that's career? that's, That's that game.
1: That's the game. Zero receptions, 11 yards.
2: That's just got. That's got to be a
0: mistake, though. It's got to Somebody's got to screwed up somewhere.
1: <laughs> it's got to. It. It's on the ESPN app. I'm just looking through the stats, and I'm like, this this makes no sense. He has zero targets, no, zero catches, be, eleven receiving yards.
0: It's got to be like uh, that's got to be
2: supposed to be in rush, but they screwed it up. Uh, doesn't yeah, make
1: any sense. It, it doesn't. Anyways, um, but yeah, I I have high hopes for the Browns. Um, I think that they're going to turn around. I think Baker Mayfield is capable of being an NFL MVP caliber player and I just want to see I just want to see him throw for more touchdowns. I know that's also on the wide receivers, but good quarterbacks make wide receivers good. Anyways, we're going to take our break and when we get back we're going to Talk Dolphins Patriots Saints Packers Giants Broncos Bears Rams and Ravens Raiders you're listening to Dan D'Antoni Sports we'll be back in just about one minute And welcome back to the third part of Dan Dan Tony Sports episode tonight. We left off last uh, segment with the Chiefs and the Browns. We're moving on to the Dolphins Patriots. But just before we get to that, I want to express my disappointment with another organization, and that is NFL.com's fantasy app because I could not make any adjustments to my lineup. Until mid Monday.
2: Yeah, I haven't been able to sign in. That's been extremely frustrating. They say that they're aware of the issue and working on of it fixed. Um, it's been like several
1: days, and that's not really acceptable when you're trying to play fantasy football. Especially, um, yeah. Years. We, we've been using this for years, Dan Beebe and I have, and we've never had this issue.
2: No, not until now.
1: Not once.
2: I've been switching all my leads over to sleeper because, uh, you know, they they may have their issues, but they tend to fix them quickly. So my two cents on the issue. But, yeah, definitely disappointing anyway.
1: Anyways, uh, moving on to something else that's disappointing. Uh, The Dolphins and the Patriots. Good game. Very close. Mac uh, Mac Jones, uh, most efficient rookie quarterback of the week. With, I mean, there's the caveat of uh, having to throw more than one pass. So Trey Lance, you're out. <laughs> um, Twenty nine of thirty nine. For I think I saw first rookie quarterback to complete seventy five percent of his passes, or something like that, in his debut. So good for him. Now the rundown: Mac Jones, two hundred and eighty one yards, one touchdown. Tua, two uh, hundred and two yards, one touchdown, one pick. Damian Harris, 23 carries for 100 yards. Miles Gaskin, nine carries for 49 yards. Nelson Aguilar, five receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Parker, four receptions, 81 yards. And the Dolphins came away with a 17 to 16 victory. Another team I'm disappointed in is the Patriots because I selected them in my DraftKings. Um, elimination, fantasy league, and survivor pool, and I'm literally out week one. Yeah,
0: uh, it happens. You took a gamble, but every every game in week one was a gamble.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. Anyways, um, I don't think there's anything in in this game that I feel either great. Or horrible about for either team. Tua, you know, sixteen and twenty-seven. Uh, I wish Miles Gaskin would, you know, have been given the ball more. Doesn't look like they ran a lot of plays. Uh, twenty-seven passes, twenty-three rushes. That's only fifty plays. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw fifty times, fifty-one times. So he threw for more plays than the than the Dolphins ran. Um. Again, nothing that I think is too great or too terrible on either side. Um, pretty uneventful one point game, if you ask me. Mm.
2: Division matchups too.
1: So yeah, if Dan O'Shea had yeah, his I way, am. if Dan O'Shea had his way, it would have ended in a zero-zero tie. Um,
2: <laughs> not quite true. If, they, if I had my way, they would both somehow lose.
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah no, that's not possible man.
1: Oh, yeah, man unfortunately um yeah i didn't i didn't really get to watch this game
2: unfortunately but uh, i did watch some some of the highlights and not so highlights um uh miami defense looked really solid um matt Jones looked looked all right uh tua looked okay had some struggles um but ultimately got it done um they both you know they both look like middling teams from this week but again it's a week so there's only so many takeaways we can we can have from week one
1: speaking of takeaways yeah, and it's, yeah. sorry uh the game ended on a takeaway and howard forcing a fumble on the goal line to keep the patriots from winning the game oh yeah you know
2: Stephen both fumbled. Was that Harris
1: or was that uh, uh, Stevenson? Yeah, it was Harris, I believe. Yeah.
2: I don't know how much playing time he'll get. We'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, but honestly, there's not much more I have to say about this game. Again, pretty uneventful. 17-16. to 16, Solid football game. Nothing crazy to think, you know. Nothing that really excited me. Nothing that horrified me. If I'm a fan of either team, I feel pretty decent about where they're standing right now, especially the Patriots. You know, going with a rookie quarterback, I feel all right. You know, it's only week one, and I don't already hate my team. So, I, you know, both both teams solid. The next game, not so much. All right, uh, the Packers and the Saints. God, did Aaron Rodgers look terrible? looks so bad uh, I don't know how true this is because I don't do the math because I'm not one of them nerds but um, if you take a game full of throws and you throw the ball away every play and you don't complete a single pass you'd get a quarterback rating of like 39 Aaron Rodgers got a quarterback rating of like 32 so yeah, that's what it
0: happens when you pass to the other team four fucking times.
1: Yep. He looked like Jameis out there. Aaron Rodgers, 133 yards, two interceptions. Jameis Winston. What you can say in fairness is that they were wearing white jerseys and the Packers do have white jerseys. That's that's a good point. Um,
0: With dark numbers, I mean, I'm just trying to make it, I'm trying to make an excuse for why you would not recognize what players on your team.
1: I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what's happening. Conspiracy theory time. Get your fucking tin foil hats on. The Packers were not willing to trade me, so I'm going to make them wish they did. I think Aaron Rodgers is right, we'll we'll throwing see the game out. Mind right.
0: you, that this is still the reigning MVP. <laughs> I love it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Um. We could. Jameis Winston with the most pedestrian five-touchdown game in the history of the NFL. 143 passing yards, five touchdowns. Like, I asked how Justin Herbert has 330 passing yards and only one touchdown. How do you have 148 passing yards and five touchdowns? Like, it just... It it, It was the, the
0: really weird game that didn't make any sense.
1: I don't get it. And then... It's not like Kamara went crazy. He had 20 carries for 83 yards. Very solid game. I I like, you know, Alvin Kamara. One of my, I don't know, let's see. Chubb, Zeke, Saquon, Kamara Cook. Probably my five favorite running backs in the NFL right now. So I love Alvin Kamara. 83 yards, it's solid. You get 83 yards every game, you're going to be well over 1,000, you're going to be well over 1,200 rushing yards for the season that's just some quick bad math but um very i, I like it um aj Dillon, a monster four carries 19 yards game just absolute monster um <laughs> averaging almost five yards yeah. per carry though so uh, <laughs> um, yeah that's rookie running backs not being used yep Devonte Devonte adams Had a third of Aaron Rodgers' completions for about a third of his yards. Uh, (laughs) Five receptions, 56 yards. Uh, Meanwhile, over in uh, New Orleans, Deontay Harris, uh, who is from Assumption College, uh, two receptions, 72 yards, one touchdown. So he had, on two receptions, he had half of Jameis' yards and two-fifths of his touchdowns. Or no, a fifth of his touchdown. That's crazy. Um, I think the biggest disappointment for most people is going to be the Green Bay Packers. Because how do you go from potentially... They were in the NFC Championship game, right? Yeah, the, the, the Buccaneers beat them. How are you going from the NFC Championship game with a reigning MVP, a top three wide receiver... Uh, a running back that just got a huge contract who believes that he's the best running back in the NFL, and uh, you put up three points on the Saints. And I think my favorite thing about this entire game had nothing to do with the play, and it was Drew Brees after the game saying maybe a passing quarterback is what they were missing. to Throwing huge digs at himself, Fucking hilarious, Drew Brees. You're a legend, one of a kind. We love you. Um yeah. <laughs> saying if only the Saints had a quarterback, maybe they'd win. Like from one of the greatest of all time. Get the fuck out of here, Drew Brees. Stop. Um Aaron Rodgers just looked, like I said, terrible. He he looked terrible. Jameis Winston looked confusing. Good. I don't even want to say amazing because there's only 100. Like, how many quarterbacks, if you if you didn't even see the number of touchdowns and you just saw that he threw for 148 yards, you'd be like, ooh, bad game, huh? But no, he had five touchdowns. Yeah, amazing. Lay job apparently works. It, apparently. <laughs> apparently. no interse- That's the key, though. Is he going to have a five-interception game next week? We've got to find out.
2: Like, yeah, it, yeah, the universe is out of balance right now, so he's... Someone's gonna have to, you know, snap their fingers and
1: he's gonna have to throw five picks. Yeah, they're playing the Panthers. Going back and forth. What if he's like, you know what? I'm gonna play like crap this week. I'm going to light it up next week. Crap last week. Great right next week. Jameis, you're in the you're you're in the MVP talk. It's week sixteen. We got two more weeks. You know, you've got forty eight hundred yards, thirty-nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, no chance you're going to throw the same number of interceptions, touchdowns. Fucking looks and says, bet, goes out and throws 26 interceptions in two weeks. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Anyways, I I don't really have much more to say, except it was piss, piss poor performance. If I'm a Packers fan, I know it's only week one, but it already feels like next week is a must win, right?
2: It does, or, I mean, at least a must show that you have anything in the tank, because I
1: don't know what in the world this game was for the Packers. Like, I, just, I honestly just have no idea what happened to them. Uh, I feel like it is a must. They play the Lions, then they go to the 49ers, and then they play the Steelers. I feel like next week is a must win. You have to beat the Lions. Oh, they play the
2: Lions? Yeah, you better win.
1: Yeah. Even after that shitty performance, they're still an 11-point favorite. And you better make it you better me you better crush the lions if you if you wanna even be looked at as, as anything, you know, more than whatever this performance was. Which was shit. All right. Yep. I'm ready to move on. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything more you wanna say. Nope. I
2: mean the Packers were my most disappointing of the of the week. It was just a poor showing everywhere. On, on the field, offense, defense, um, positional group, what have you? I don't. I, maybe the Packers punter played well. I don't know. I wasn't watching after you know it was clear that they were getting dominated. I had other you know more fun games to
1: watch. Yep, I completely agree. Um, that brings us to Tony. Are you ready?
2: <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> All right. Next game, Giants-Broncos. What went wrong? Um, A lot of things did. The blocking just looked absolutely horrible for the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley couldn't get started. Daniel Jones is trying to do his best Jake Locker impersonation and trying to fucking truck someone. Um, Fumbling. It just... It felt like anything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Giants. Do I think you're, that this you're is taking a very long
0: road around saying everything?
1: <laughs> no, I I don't think that. So Daniel Jones,
0: okay, name the things that went right, and the list will be shorter. Uh, Sterling
1: Shepard looked decent. Yeah, Daniel Jones, okay. Sterling Shepard looks good already. Okay. The defense, despite giving up 27 points, uh, the defense looked good. I still feel good about the Giants' defense. Um, outside of that, Melvin Gordon's 70-yard run. For the most part, it was a field goal, a two-yard passing touchdown, a four-yard passing touchdown, another field goal. I mean, it just it just wasn't a good game for them. And then Tony, I've got to I've got to ask you, why do you guys? decide to keep these fucking scumbag players on your team. Last year, Logan Ryan fucking breaks Dak's ankle. This year, he's going after Jerry Judy's ankle? What the fuck? Uh, I I don't know if that's happenstance or not, but
0: that, that didn't look like a bad tackle.
1: No, it was just I mean, unfortunate. And the, the Dak thing, Dak initiated that contact. That, that wasn't Logan Ryan. That was all I, Dak. I mean, Dak was trying to fight for yards.
0: Shit got crossed up. But, yeah, no, you, I, I can see what you're saying, but I feel bad for him because he's not an outright dirty player. He's not
1: an Vontez Burfitt, but it sucks that he's going to be tied to this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't heard anyone saying
2: I hate that it was dirty. You know, injuries happened. Um yeah.
1: It's just odd. Ankle, two, oh, okay. two years right, in a row. Well, anyway,
0: about the, <laughs> dude, let me just get to the Giants. They're <laughs> fucking terrible, okay? They are awful.
1: That's <laughs> very That's stupid. It. That's, it. That's it. That's it. The offensive
0: line doesn't exist. Because of that problem, I would like to believe that we could actually form a team That would be solid, but it's never happening. Okay, They're not getting any offensive line, so every team knows that put it in the hands of Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is not delivering. He finds one target he likes to go to, unless he can actually develop targets this year and go through his progressions because sometimes it just looks like he's scared and trying to get it out as fast as he can. I think at this point, I'm Go back as
1: angry as I was when we drafted him. I'm probably at that same level. Right. Um, yeah, I recall that. Uh,
2: and, yeah, this is certainly a prove-it-year. Um, I remember we had some some long discussions on that, on that draft move. Uh,
0: I don't like it. I think the defense will be better. I just think that it's – yeah, you're trying to create a new team under a new coach in two years, and – I, I again I think the problem lies on the offense. I think every team in the league knows that they have to stop Saquon Barkley and that's really it.
2: Yeah. Um And that's why
0: feel, he had such a bad performance.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what their entire focus was, was 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 stop stop Saquon and you know, obviously he was still limited. He um you know, he's still coming back from that ACL. Um I think I think you guys will it will improve as the season goes on. Um, but I also don't want to discount that the Broncos are a good team. Um, they have they look good under Bridgewater. Their nightmares. Um, their defense is really good. Uh, they have some really talented receivers. Um, Judy brought them over the top. Obviously, without him, they're going to struggle a little bit more, but they still have guys like Noah Fan, uh, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick.
1: Are you forgetting um, Cortland and, uh, Sutton?
2: Yeah, Cortland Sutton is back, baby.
1: That's my uh, boy. That's my boy. One of my, another one of my favorite wide receivers: Ceedee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, uh, and yeah, Debo Samuel Cortland are my top Southern three on a, a fantasy team. Yep, those are my top three. Yeah, they uh,
2: the the Broncos are, are a sleeper pick for me for the for this year. Um, so <laughs> don't be surprised they continue to
1: um, show up and and beat. Uh, beat on teams, so
2: don't you know? I I think they're. No, I,
0: I understand the Giants actually kept it together, but they're supposed to be doing something more. And another thing Daniel. that bothered me about Daniel Jones is the fact that you had the one thing you should focus on going into this year was not coughing up the football. Hold on, my God! Oh my, God. Oh my God! At the <clears throat> most crucial moment, what did you do?
1: Yep. Now, I don't want to bring up sore subjects, but the Cowboys drafted 11th. The Giants drafted 12th, or they were supposed to. But trades were made. Giants didn't get the wide receiver they wanted. But then they also passed up on Rashawn Slater. Maybe they didn't need yeah. Kadarius Tony. I like Tony a lot, but I think Rashawn yeah, Slater...
0: I've seen come out in a while, but I mean, it, I would not have been upset with that pick. That would have been the first lineman pick in about five years that made sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yep. You have
0: to understand, i That's dealt with Flowers. <laughs> he was picked in the top, what, 10?
1: 10? I think he was number 10. Nine or 10.
0: And he regrets every single year? Talk about a
1: bad investment. Yep. How you know How many millions of dollars you paid a guy to get worse? I mean,
0: I mean it's not. It's not. I mean, in the sense of offensive lineman, but I mean, it's obviously not. You know.
1: Let's be fair a to. Let's be fair to Eric Flowers, one of the worst tackles in the NFL. But when he got moved to guard for those few games, his rush block was great. So maybe he should have been moved to guard early in his career. That's that's not entirely yeah. his fault.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's probably true. But <laughs> Thomas needs to be better. Like, and just bad picks. I would have taken Slater easily. Easily, yep. why? Why Tooney? That makes no sense. He went out and paid Galladay all that. God, this, this team, gentlemen's got to go. All
1: right, let's move on before uh, before right. veins burst. <laughs> Uh, another of my most disappointing and also high praise is in this next game. The Sunday night game, I, besides the Cowboys-Buccaneers game, the game I was most excited to watch was the Bears defense and Matthew Stafford. Half of them delivered, and it was Matthew Stafford. Uh-huh. Matthew Stafford, I, I said it before the season started, before preseason started, before we got to see camps, I think the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. That team is just too good not to. And then you add in Matthew Stafford, I just... Mm, I
2: love an upgrade over Goff. We, 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 yeah, we, we definitely talked about this a lot, that, that this is such a big uh, upgrade. And, you know, game one, we, man, we're geniuses.
1: <laughs> 321 yards on 20 completions. And Cam Akers out, doesn't seem like that was a huge problem because uh, Daryl Henderson, 16 carries, 70 yards, not the best game. Sony Michel um, only got two yards on his one carry. But Daryl Henderson, that, that Memphis connection we were talking about earlier, um, he's been waiting for his chance to shine, and I think he's going to make the most of it, especially with Cam Akers being out. Uh, I really like him a lot. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, not crazy number of catches, but Cup, seven catches, 108 yards, a touchdown. Van Jefferson, two catches, 80 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Higby, five receptions, 68 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Robert Woods, three receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown. So... They made the most of what they have, and they did a great job. And then on defense, like, this defense is fucking ridiculous. Aaron Donald, and I've said it before, and I will say it again. Aaron Donald is the greatest player in NFL history, and he's still playing. And he's going to continue playing. A couple years ago, in my mind, he took over for LT as the greatest player of all time. LT is number two. Aaron Donald, number one. Greatest player of all time. And I love watching him play. The Bears look like absolute shit. And if they don't put um, Justin Fields in at quarterback soon, it's going to be a really bad season because Andy Dalton just sucks. He is bad. Retire. Yeah. Yeah, Andy
0: Dalton's, uh, Andy Dalton's best years are behind him. He's riding off in the sunset, and he's probably going to be replaced.
1: It needs to happen soon for a few reasons. One, Justin Fields. Dude's electric. He was two for two, ten yards. Not great on the yardage front, necessarily. He had a rushing no, touchdown. did rushing getting in for a touchdown. Yep. Um, two, Andy Dalton's not the future. Acclimate the future in now so that your future isn't disjointed. And three, I have him on my fantasy team. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's number one. Really, that's number one, because my starting quarterback's Ryan Tannehill, and he did not look very fucking good.
2: <laughs> and they do play the Super Bowl, like them, so yeah. that, that wouldn't have went too well.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, very impressed by, specifically, um Matthew Stafford coming into a new situation and just fucking killing it in a team or on a team in a city that has proven time and time and time again that they do not give a shit about football. He's going to make the Rams the fucking talk of Los Angeles. And I'm so pumped for it. Rams in the Super Bowl. Write it down. That's my, my prediction. Um, the, just, the entire Bears organization is my big disappointment. They all sucked. Terrible. Outside of David Montgomery, they were awful. Uh, He had a great game, 108 yards on 16 carries, one touchdown. Very impressed with David Montgomery. I like him a lot. The rest of the team, not so much. Uh, Goodwin's already looking for a way to get the fuck out of Chicago. Um, Allen Robinson (laughs) should be following him. (laughs) Very, very big disappointment. Uh, and and I I think I'm done talking about them unless you guys have anything more you want to say. Nope. Yeah. Alright. And then the absolute fucking highlight of the week. I thought you're not gonna see very many games better than what you saw between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on Thursday. Four, three days later, four days later, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days later, and Derek Carr's like, watch this, bitch. Like, seriously. Fucking, this game was nuts. Lamar Jackson, 235 passing yards, which is, like, the greatest fucking passing game he's ever had. That's a lie. But he's not a very good passer. Um, 19 uh, completions, 235 yards and a touchdown. Derek Carr, 34 completions, 435 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Should have been three touchdowns, no interceptions. But, uh, fucking, what's his name? Wide receiver or tight end, I don't remember who it was. Just, like, doesn't get his hands up. Looking for Henry Ruggs, was it? I don't remember. In overtime, doesn't get his hands up for the pass. It bounces off of a defender's face mask right into the hands of of uh, another defender in the end zone in overtime and uh, at that point I'm just like fuck the Ravens are going to win this but then Carl Massib Penn State player says I don't fucking think so Max Crosby thinks he's the star of this game I'm going to force a fumble and makes uh, Lamar Jackson fumble Derek Carr gets the ball gets a nice pass out to Hunter Renfro Then um, there's some confusion. They run the kicker out. They take a timeout. Derek Carr goes back out. And we're just like, what the fuck's going on? And then Zay Jones from fucking who knows where. (laughs) Like, like, did he come out of the stands? Like, is this a fucking old school WWE? Like, fan Mm -hmm. jumps the fucking barricade, gets into the ring and starts scrapping with Scott Steiner or whatever. Nope. Fucking Zay Jones just out of nowhere. Fucking deep fade out to to win the game in overtime. Like <laughs> I did not expect such a crazy fucking game, such a crazy finish. Derek Carr should have three touchdowns, no interceptions. It just the whole the whole game was just crazy. Raiders win overtime 33-27. Josh Jacobs, only 34 yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns. Lamar added 86 yards on the ground because, well, he's a running back. Um, Sammy Watkins had 96 of Lamar's yards. Darren Waller, 10 receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. He's really good. John Gruden, after the game, said that the greatest player he's ever coached has been Darren Waller. And remember... He's had Warren Sapp, he's had Derek Brooks, he had Coolio Mack, but Darren Waller is the greatest player he's ever coached.
0: Yeah, look into Darren Waller's story, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yep, he's very good. Very good at the game of football. Um, God, this is such a good game. I fucking paid for it on Tuesday because I had to get up early to go into work. Um, and I stayed up until like 12... Thirty or whatever it was, watching the game because it was just that damn good. Uh, but I, no regrets, no regrets, as they say. Uh, I think the Raiders are a team to watch out for. I really do think they're going to be a very good team. They've got some tricks up their sleeve. They're going up a team that
0: against a team that didn't have any running back, like. They had a running back that was in there for a couple of days, and they gave him a valiant effort, but, I mean, I think it helps the Raiders' resiliency. I don't know. That's a pact. The, the AFC West, I believe, is undefeated right now.
1: Yeah. So is the NFC West, I think. Seahawks won, 49ers that's, won. That's
0: fucking amazing after week one. The West dominated.
1: Yeah, um, the Rams won. And who else? The Cardinals won. Yeah. NFC West is also undefeated.
0: Yep. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. How the West was won, apparently, right? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, but it's also week one, and all of these games were I'd actually
1: I'd reason to say that all these games were reasonable matchups. And the and the AFC the NFC North they all lost. Packers lost, Vikings lost, Bears lost, Lions lost. Yep. Actually, and the the Bears lost to the... NFC East. No,
0: no, the Eagles won.
1: Yeah, the Eagles won. won. Yeah, the Eagles won. 49ers beat the Lions. The NFC West beat the NFC North. The Rams beat the Bears. The NFC West beat the NFC North. (laughs) Uh, The Vikings lost to the Bengals because they suck. Uh, But anyways, guys, that was... uh, That was a a very eventful past week. We're not even going to get to talk about next week at all. Um, We'll just recap the games next week. Looking forward to the Cowboys-Chargers game. That should be fun. Looking forward to tomorrow's game, the Giants and the Washington football team. And, of course, the Sunday night game, the Chiefs and the Ravens. (laughs) Anything more you guys want to say before we get to our This Week in Sports History? And, Tony, this one's for you. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well... I'd be remiss and sorry, Tony, but uh, gotta shout out my ducks. What a win! Yep, yeah,
0: no, dude, I accept it. I I I've come to realize that this team—you're you, gonna have to give it time. They're young, they're very young. Hey, the second your quarterback terrible. looks
2: legit, though. What's that? Your quarterback looks legit. Your registered freshman. Yeah. He looks and good
0: yeah that's fine but he's a freshman also I mean we've got a great line and a lot of running backs but that's great if you can't do anything on defense Yeah, you deserve the win actually good win because it was a good game oh, a terrifying win so you deserve it it's fine I, if we win the Big Ten I'm fine with it if we don't I'll have to deal with it but I'm pretty sure we can win the Big Ten I don't
1: know that we'll make
0: it to the playoffs if you guys finish
1: out Penn uh, State we need, has. We need an eight-team playoff at least. Penn State Love has a, a huge chance. Uh, yes,
0: I agree. I agree with that
1: entirely. Penn State had a big win two weeks ago against Wisconsin. They crushed Ball State. They have a big game Saturday at seven thirty against Auburn. So yeah. When did oh, your
2: guys' game. first matchup?
1: What was that? Um,
2: Ohio State and Penn State. I'm assuming you played. It. It's the weekend of. Um,
1: Halloween. Is it? Yeah, okay. That'll yeah, be, it's late that'll October. Let's see. What? Yeah, it's October 30th. Yep. Yeah, totally. Cool, cool,
0: cool, I looked it up not
2: too long ago.
1: I... Well, if I don't hear some shit talk that
2: week, I'll be disappointed.
1: Well, I mean, you're, we're going to have to yeah. see how it goes because if, like, Ohio State lost three games already, like, no shit talk neither. Or if Penn State loses the next. You know, if Penn State loses to I don't think we'll Auburn in the next three games, I mean, our offense is just too good. We can score
0: literally at any time if the job was done. It just yeah, wasn't a lot of it he's done. He's so good. He's they so have good. a good D line. They're, they have a good defense. Oregon's usually, usually known for their offense. I think it was
1: their defense that won that game. Yeah, it, I couldn't believe it, how well our secondary was playing it, and then oh, it
2: was fantastic With no Thibodeau.
1: Crazy. All right. A lot of it got his. It just,
0: I mean, I'm pissed that my team didn't deliver. Good win. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. We're going to have to end this here because we got like a minute before we end. history. What was it? This week in Sports History, as always, we bring it to you from OnThisDay.com on... September 14th, 1868, golf's first recorded hole-in-one scored by Tom Morris at Prestwick's 8th hole in Scotland. First ever recorded That's hole-in-one. Third.
2: Wow. There
1: you go. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. That's good to know.
1: All right. Uh, so this has been a lot of fun. It's been a long episode. We didn't do an episode last week, so I guess we had to do a double so this week. Uh <laughs> Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter, we are at Dan Dan Tony. On Facebook, we're Dan Dan Tony Sports. Send us an email. We're Dan Dan Sports at gmail.com. So for Dan, Dan Tony, and Dan, have a good night.